0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs.
1: And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell...
2: Hello, welcome in to At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV network, Zumo TV channel, 719. You can catch us on there. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Monday Night Football, what a sloppy game. First half, Bears running away with it. But give the Redskins credit, came back in the second half and made it a game. One that I watched because I had the first half under total. 20 and a half. We did not hit it. Finally... Over first half total hit. These primetime games, and these primetime games, first nine up to last night. The first half total, that was a play. Joe Ranieri, you could catch him on the morning line, the morning after, and with Dane Martinez, uh, 6 a.m. through 12 p.m. Eastern time on this very network. He's been on the show before. He's been riding this under uh, the first half total in these primetime games. In the primetime games, guys all year, and he's been hitting, but finally one didn't hit. When that happened, I doubled down, and I went to the under for the total in-game. It went up to fifty and a half and a half at halftime. It was 50-and-a-half in-game. Luckily, got that uh, stopped at 46, the total points. Didn't think the Redskins had anything in them. I saw a quit in that team. They had three points at halftime. I was like, I'm definitely jumping on in-game this total under. Definitely going to jump on the under. Figured the the uh, Chicago Bears, their defense, you know, Khalil Mack, get after it. Get after Chase um, uh, Case Keenum, rather. And I thought maybe there was a possibility we might see Dwayne Haskins. Did not happen. The rookie quarterback first-round pick is still um, waiting to make his NFL debut and, and get, you know, playing time going forward. And Jay Gruden shot it down, uh, making the change next week. So we'll see more of Case Keenum for the Redskins. At least that's what he said last night after the game. He has a right to change his mind, and I'm sure he might with Daniel Schneider, the owner there in Washington, calling the shot. So we'll, we'll see. Stay tuned for that. But it looks like we'll see Case Keenum going forward for a little bit more time in Washington. That's a mistake. We all want to see Dwayne Haskins. This team, This Washington Redskins team isn't going anywhere. Get him in. You saw what Daniel Jones did for the New York Giants fan base and, and they don't have a great offensive line either. Haskins can move a little bit. Yeah, he's a pocket passer but he has some mobility. He's not a runner. Uh, I don't know if he's athletic as Daniel Jones but he can move around. He's not a statue like you know Joe Flacco or, or Eli Manning for that matter. He can move a little bit. So I, I'd put him in there, get him some reps but Jay Gruden is deciding not to do that but one on the under total 50 and a half last night in the Monday night football game. Other than that, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, he is what we thought he was. He's a game manager. If he tries to do too much, he makes bad decisions. You know, little dump-offs here and there. Uh, don't have much of a running game going there. want to see more from David Montgomery. But when you're running your offense out of the shotgun, it's hard to run uh, plays f- for the running back. It's harder to run. And for your offensive line to to get into a rhythm and what have you. And so that's going to be a struggle all year. They're a defensive team. Give them credit. You know, no drop-off from Vangio leaving to go to the Denver Broncos and now Pagano, the defensive coordinator. I thought you would see a little bit of a drop-off. Number one defense last year. Hasn't have not seen much, but it's still early, three games into the season. The Bears are two and one. Still not convinced the Bears are the best team in that division. I still as much as the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, as much as they have not looked like the team that I thought they were going to be coming into this year, I still believe they are the best team in that division, even over the Packers. Packers, that offense still is not clicking on all cylinders. Matt LaFleur, his first year there with Aaron Rodgers, and just reading Aaron Rodgers' body language, you know, watching him each and every week, I don't think he's too happy with the offense, and they haven't gotten it, going on and, and, uh, right yet. Will they? I don't know. I don't think they will. I, I, I like the Vikings in that division still. All right, I told you that before the year, year started. Put money on the Vikings to win the division. I still like the Vikings. The Bears, it's just all about Mitchell Trubisky. I just don't have no faith in this guy. I, I, do you? I, I don't see a... Pro Bowl caliber or Super Bowl caliber quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. Just don't. Now, he could improve, get better. Don't like his decisions down the field. Doesn't throw much down the field. And they protect him a little bit. And the running game is not there like we thought maybe it would be with David Montgomery, the rookie from Iowa State. They have 67 yards on 13 carries. We'll see. They could improve. They could get better. But still, until Mitchell Trubisky proves and he can make the big throws, and he could be more than a game manager. I'm going to take the Vikings, and I'm going to take the Packers over the Bears this year in the NFC North. That's just basically where we are right now. Thursday night football should be a good one. Packers, Eagles at Lambeau Field. Uh, finally, we get a great Thursday night football game, or at least on paper, we get a great Thursday night football game. Last week was the Titans-Jaguars. it was not into that. As, I, as much as I will be for this game, Packers are favored by four and a half at home. The On the money line, the Packers are plus 225. Eagles, they are plus 192. The total is 45. First half total, 22 and a half. We get to go back to riding these first half unders here. I mean, more offensive-minded teams. Now, the Packers have had their struggles, as I just alluded to. And Carson Wentz is not lighting it up. And Nelson Aguilar, you know, as, as that, what, Hakeem Laws, the former firefighter who was saving babies and is a hero there in Philadelphia, alluded to, needs to catch the football. And that's been a problem for the Eagles as, as, along with injuries to that offense. Will they right the ship on Thursday? Leaning towards going over, though, as much as I've talked about these two offensive strugglings, just three touchdowns and a field goal. That's all you need in the first half to get that over 22.5 first uh, half total which is at 22-and-a-half. So leading that way right now. And for the game over the 45-and-a-half. That, that might be a better play. Just go total game 45 over points for the Thursday night football game. These offenses, although they're struggling, will get it going here on Thursday night football. A lot more to do. Going to talk with Angelique Gillis from the Detroit News. Yes, she covers Michigan football. Bating Michigan after that. The uh, debacle in Madison on Saturday? We'll talk next. Michigan football here on At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network.
0: Andro400.com or call 888 400 0435. 888 400 0435. Andro400.com.
5: What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates?
0: Freestyle
1: Christian McCaffrey once again with his
0: oh I don't know quick math says almost 190 scrimmage yards. That's the way Carolina wants. They want the quarterback to be a distributor. And if Cam isn't running the ball anyway, keep an eye out. I don't think it's any coincidence that they have already come out and say that Cam is still out week four. Part of it is because they know they're okay with Kyle Allen. Monday and Thursday, seven to eight PM Eastern on FTSY Radio and on Zumo TV channel 719.
2: Coming to you live from Studio 34 in Midtown, Manhattan. This is At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network, Zumo TV Channel 719. I am Sean Guasamacchia. Michigan embarrassed over the weekend. Wisconsin 34-14 victory over the Michigan Wolverines. And what's going on? What's the latest with Michigan football? Let's welcome in Angelique Gillis from the Detroit News who covers the Michigan Wolverines. Angelique, I mean, what happened on Saturday in Madison?
6: Wow, I mean, it's really hard to say. it's like they were they were no good. Michigan was no good in every phase. and you mentioned embarrassed and and that was the word that uh that Jim Harbaugh used um I think uh you know he said uh, upon reflection and upon looking at the film. Monday, he told us, you know, he couldn't change his evaluation. He said they got outprepared, outcoached, outplayed, obviously. And he said the whole world could see it. You saw it. I saw it. It's just hard to explain why. I mean, is there a leadership issue on this team? Is the offense just not, you know, has it not been installed completely yet? Are they not getting it? Um, you know, with Josh Gattis' new speed and space offense, which you know no one's really seen. And and then I, I find even more puzzling is were Don Brown's defense? I, I mean, yeah. they got gouged yeah. in, in that first quarter by Jonathan Taylor. It was crazy. Were you surprised
2: as much as I was when Ben Mason was running the football? I thought they moved him to defense, <laughs> and, he, and then he's back and, and playing fullback, running back, and he fumbles, that big fumble. Did you ask Jim Harbaugh about that? What, 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 what's going on with Ben Mason?
6: Yeah, no, that that was definitely asked, and and unfortunately, it was asked in a way that gave him an out. Like he, originally, the question was, "Well, why did you play him?" And then was it a new wrinkle? And then he he kind of went with a yeah. uh, new wrinkle instead right, of saying right, right. maybe they were shoring up some some deficiencies. You know, Zach Charbonnet. I, yeah, I don't think he was one hundred percent. I think there is some issue with his knee. And Christian, Turner, but they have they kept talking about these five running backs that they have that they feel comfortable with. And yet, they bring Ben Mason, who has been playing defensive tackle. You're right, he was a fullback last year. And um, from what I understand, he didn't get that many reps in practice at, at uh, running back. And he gains three yards and fumbles. And huh. he, talking to players afterwards, I thought Nick Eubanks, the tight end, was particularly candid, saying after that moment, they, they were deflated. I mean, that really, they've been fumbling and turning over the ball so much this season, already three games in. I, you know, I think they saw it again. I'm like, okay, you know, it's happening again. Here we go. So it was, was, you know, the turnovers have been really, really hurting this team as as they hurt any team, but this many through three games is, is pretty crazy. And
2: and Shea Patterson's responsible for a lot of those turnovers, the quarterback for, for Michigan. Now Dylan McCaffrey did come in and play in the second half, but then he was knocked out. He was concussed. Uh, What's the latest on Dylan McCaffrey? Will, will we see him against Rutgers Uh, and Shea Patterson was hurt as well. What's the latest on the quarterbacks there in Ann Arbor?
6: Well, Dylan did take a pretty hard hit, and initially, after the game, Harbaugh kind of added, when he said he had a concussion, he said, but it's clearing, uh, so I don't know what that meant. And then Monday, (laughs) he said, you know, made it sound like, you know, he's not going to play. You know, they have their concussion protocol, and and I remember last time, a couple years ago, Brandon Peters, was a quarterback at Michigan, got knocked out at at Wisconsin, and I think they were holding out hope for him. Um, And I think if they don't, if they can't get any clearance by Wednesday, then then they'll be ruled out. So I, you know, I think it's it's doubtful. But um, Shea Patterson, yeah, he had some X-rays too, and um, he he was you know, he was peeling himself off the ground quite a bit. And and I, I I keep harping on this offensive line. I think that to me is the biggest issue right now, at least on offense for this team. But. He was grabbing his shoulder a few times, his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder, and um, but they said he's fine. I, you know, he's dinged up. He's been hurt since the first play of the first uh, game, when he had an oblique injury on, on that fumble. So um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of the walking wounded around here.
2: Well, will we see the offense that we were promised in the off season with Josh Gaddis, as you mentioned? Installing this new up tempo and and more of a spread spread attack there in Ann Arbor, we haven't seen much of it, and, and they've struggled offensively. Is there and, and you, yeah. you alluded to the offensive line, which we we all thought was a strength of the team coming into the season. I know John Runyon missed the first two games, but he was back last week against Wisconsin. Didn't help much. Um, what's the problem there with the offense, and can it be fixed in time to you know uh, compete in in the Big Ten and compete against
6: Ohio State? That really is the biggest question, and even Runyon said yesterday, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I really thought I would come back and give this these guys a lift, and he said he was disappointed he couldn't do that, so uh, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, Charbonnet, I, you know, they said he's not hurt, he's not, he was limited last week. Um, I, you know, I don't know that you can put everything on a freshman running back. I mean, they did with yeah. Mike Hart
3: yeah. way
6: back when, but... Um, this guy obviously had off-season uh, uh, knee surgery in, in, or before the spring and, and sat out. So, you know, I'm sure that's still something they need to keep an eye on. Christian Turner was somebody that was supposed to give them uh, a lift, too, in the running game. Uh, but you're right. I, we really haven't seen much of this offense. That first game against Middle Tennessee, they, it was like they threw out a whole bunch of different things. And, and I'm not sure why. You know, it didn't have any consistency. And was it to say, hey, look, everybody, look at all these things we can do and and yet they haven't been able to do anything like that they certainly you know they shut it down in the second half against the army they got very conservative and and looked like Jim Harwell was calling plays again but um uh, I guess Rutgers is a good game for them to, to <laughs> finally say okay this is what we got and and you know what they've got to pound Rutgers they've got to do what Ohio State did last week to a weaker opponent and um you know, I don't like running up the score, but if you're the superior team, you have got to pound a team like that. And yeah. If they don't, then I think the, <laughs> then I think the meltdown will really get bad around here.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great time to welcome in Rutgers. I was going to mention that as well. Uh, Rutgers has had <laughs> their struggles in the big in Big Ten play. Um, you mentioned Jim Harbaugh calling plays last week. It, it, what's the story with that? Will Josh Gaddis continue to call plays? So what's going on there offensively? How much input does Jim Harbaugh have in this offense?
6: Well, I mean, I've always thought that he has his fingerprints on it. I mean, they they game plan all week, and and he's going to certainly have his input. And and he did say before the season on an ESPN interview that, look, I mean, he, he has the keys, but if I feel compelled to offer a suggestion. I'm going to do that. So that's why I really thought, well, maybe he's doing that in that second half against Army, because it just looked more like the offenses from the the previous four years. But I asked him again yesterday, you know, what's his patience level with this offense? And, you know, is, does he still trust Josh Gavis to call plays? And he said, absolutely, he does. And he trusts all his coaches. So, you know, this is, he's going to give, he has given these keys to Josh Gaddis and it, now it's, it's up to Josh Gaddis to get them out of this and figure this out, because, um, as you said, I mean, this is, the season's actually pretty short when you look at it, yeah. and they've got those big games in that second half of the season that they have got to get these, these wrinkles ironed out by, you know, now, Rutgers, Iowa coming up. Uh, Illinois, and the, the next week after that. So they've got some time. They just have to utilize it properly, and and can they? That's the biggest question. Angelique,
2: how much pressure is Jim Harbaugh under, and is it possible he could lose his job if things don't straighten out? And, and as you mentioned, yeah. uh, Rutgers, they'll beat Rutgers, and and Illinois. I mean, there's a, there's a soft schedule coming up, but we all know it's about Michigan State. It's it's about Penn State and Ohio State. Th- those are the teams they mm-hmm. need to to beat. Um, is it possible if, if Harbaugh doesn't run the table or at least win two out of those three against those those three teams, that he could lose his job?
6: And and don't forget they'd they'd like to have that win over Notre Dame too. I mean uh, that's a yeah, strange placement for that game, but um they want that one too. And um no, you know, I, I I think the heat will be turned up. I think it'll be turned up on Ward Manuel, the athletic director, who has said he wants Jim Harbaugh to coach until he's done coaching. Yeah, of course. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I think there is a sense of, well, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, well, who? And I I think that's a cop-out. And I'm not suggesting that Jim Harbaugh should be fired. I don't think he's suddenly become a bad coach. I think he needs to identify, obviously, what's going on here and straighten it out pretty quickly. But, um, you know, I I think that's a cop-out. I mean, look what Ohio State did. They identified Ryan Day. He's a young guy. This does not seem to be daunting him, and that that could be one of the highest-pressure jobs in the country. And he seems to be doing just fine uh, with a new quarterback. And you know, I, I think that I think Jim Harbaugh, if he were to leave, it would be on his terms, and he would be the one saying, "I'm out of here. I can't. I can't fix what I thought I could fix." And but I, I just don't see uh, Ward Manuel moving on and 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 getting rid of Jim Harbaugh. But I do think that the the heat will definitely be turned up if this if this season continues to go as it appeared last Saturday.
2: All right, Angelique, that's all the time we have. Chen Gillis, read her in the Detroit News, Michigan football. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I wanted to ask one more question. We ran out of time. Be back right after this on Out the Window.
0: Cash, he says that Mr. Met is also uh, a member of the Bloods. Oh, no, wait. No, it's just a photo op cut short. <laughs> and I've got a soft spot for, like, dogs, cats, and mascots. Who doesn't like a mascot shot? I love uh, mascots. I, I love, love mascots. Still a fanatic? Oh. Gritty? I love Gritty. Gritty looks like camp. It really does, like drunk camp. said, no. the Flyers should spend more time on their team and less time on Gritty. Like It's basically like they became the Gritty Flyers. <laughs> Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on TSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel
2: 719. Karen at the window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I don't know if you heard that promo, but it was Gabe Morenzi on the morning after talking about the mascot in Philadelphia, the Flyers mascot, Gritty. You guys are all familiar with Gritty. Anyway, it's his uh, birthday today. He was born one year ago today, so happy birthday to Gritty. And he mentioned that Camp Stewart resembles Gritty, the mascot, and you can listen to Camp Stewart and Gabe Marenzi right after this show, Game Time Decisions. Uh, very, very funny, funny stuff there. Um, from the morning after. We have a new, uh, uh, wait, before we get into this uh, new segment here, um, before I explain it, uh, Angelique, I had one more question for her. Uh, ran out of time. I texted her. I got back an answer. The, the question I had was, if Dylan McCaffrey uh, was healthy this week and when he gets healthy, right, he, he was concussed last week against Wisconsin, and he's in concussion protocol, and he's doubtful to play this week against Rutgers, but when healthy, will Dylan McCaffrey be the starting quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines over Shea Patterson. She said no, doubtful, which is surprising. And she referenced it by saying that Jim Harbaugh has gone out of his way to praise Shea Patterson in interviews and radio and TV interview interviews this week and in weeks past. So not his fault. So uh, disappointed to hear that. Um, hopefully that's just coach speak and much to do about nothing. And Dylan, when healthy, gets to crack at this starting position because he is – A better quarterback than Shea Patterson, bottom line. All right, new segment here. You know, people like to do pretenders, contenders with the NFL uh, three weeks in, and we'll take a look at uh, teams and whether or not they're contenders or pretenders. We like to do something a little different. We're going to go either all in for the teams that are off to surprising starts or disappointing starts, or fold for teams that are off to surprising starts or disappointing starts starts so to do that I want to welcome in Danny Otto he is the producer for this show and he has a, a few teams he's gonna throw at me and I'm going to state whether I'm all in or fold forget about them they're not gonna make it to the promised land all right Danny first team up
7: first team up by the way I get my own theme music I don't I don't know it's yes, you do. special added bonus this.
2: I like it. It's, it's kind of like <laughs> rock, too. It kind of fits you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little
7: bit. All, all right. right. Buffalo Bills, now 3-0, will make the playoffs. All in or cold?
2: I'm all in. What's not to like about the Buffalo Bills? I'm a little biased here, but yeah, great defense, Danny. No, but Danny, they do have a great defense, though. And they have an improving quarterback in Josh Allen. Yes, I said it. Improving quarterback in Josh Allen. Some of the throws that he's making are... are out of this world with that cannon arm, and he's prone to the mistake, the mental mistake, and it's gonna be there for a while there with Josh Allen. Hopefully he gets rid of it. But you can live with it if he makes the great play. Come back, win against the Bengals, have to like that. And the schedule is not that hard coming up. You got the Dolphins, they gotta play twice. They still have the New York Jets on that schedule. I'm all in on the Buffalo Bills to make the playoffs. Next!
7: Next one up, we got 49ers. Also, 3-0 will make the playoffs. All in or fold?
2: Folding this one, Danny. I am folding this. I'm mean, Looking at their schedule going forward, and I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, uh, they're 3-0, and congratulations. But who have they played? The Tampa Bay Bucks, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last time I checked, those teams have combined for one victory. So, no, I'm not sold on the 49ers, despite their 3-0 record. Now, 70% of teams who start 3-0 since 2002 when they expanded with the expansion, when they, they expanded to 32 football teams in the NFL, they, the Cleveland Browns came back. 70% of the teams that start 3-0 make the playoffs. But the 49ers will not be one of them. Not in my opinion. They have a tough schedule. Still have to play Seattle uh, to, to finish things out. Um, just let me get it up real had it up here real quick, but I, despite the 3 0 mark, they got to play the Rams. They got the Browns next, but then at the Rams, at the Redskins, home for the Panthers, home for the Seahawks, home for the Cardinals, home for the Packers, at Ravens, at Saints, Falcons, Rams, at Seahawks. Tough schedule. You got to win 10 games, seven more games. I don't see seven more wins there for the 49ers. So I am going to fold the 49ers to make the playoffs. Next.
7: Next up is the Eagles, now 1 and 2.
2: Will miss the playoffs all in or fold. Wow, that's that's a tough one. But I'm gonna go fold on that one. Despite the one and two record, I still believe in this team. They'll get Deshaun Jackson back, they'll they'll get a hundred percent healthy. Um and Carson Wentz get rid of all the kinks that's you know, kind of holding him back. So despite the one and two record for the Philadelphia Eagles, I still believe in this team. You know, they have the championship pedigree, won the Super Bowl with a lot of the players that are still on this team. Fletcher Cox, Darby, you know, Malcolm Jenkins. They still have the great nucleus Brandon Graham. How can we forget about Brandon Graham, the Super Bowl hero of Super Bowl 52 on the defensive side of the ball? And offensively, a healthy Carson Wentz. They need him. Uh, The Giants are not going to challenge them in, in, in the NFC East. The Redskins, we know, won't challenge them in the NFC East. Yes, despite the 1-2 record, I still believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. They will make the playoffs. I am all in on the Philadelphia Eagles. All
7: right, next up. Next up, I feel like you made this one for our coworker worker Brian. Yeah. Next one up, Dallas Cowboys, now 3-0, and will win the NFC Championship, all in or fold? Well,
2: oh, that's a tough one, Danny. That's a tough one. And uh, I'm going to go – how about this? Forget about all in. Forget about fold. I'm going to go – Hold. Hold. I'm going to go hold, right? I need more information. I- I'm-, I'm not ready to say the Dallas Cowboys are the class of the NFC after just three games. They've looked terrific. That run game with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you knew that was going to be there once he was back from his holdout. But now you've got Tony Pollard running for 100 yards. Dak Prescott's playing out of his mind, has to be in the discussion after three weeks for MVP. And that defense, we know what they can do. So, yes, they are really impressive. But you're talking about winning the NFC, okay? Rams are 3-0 as well. Have we not forgotten about the Rams? And so, and the Eagles, despite their 1-2 record, I still like the Eagles to make the playoffs and challenge the Dallas Cowboys, all right? I'm not giving up on the Eagles just yet. Vikings, can they get themselves together? Packers, we'll see. But so far, after three games, I'm not ready to say all in or fold. On the NFC Championship for the Dallas Cowboys. So a whole. Next up.
7: Next up, Miami Dolphins. Now 0-3 will go winless. All in or hold.
2: I'm going all in, Danny. I'm going all in. They're gonna go winless. 0-16. This team is atrocious. They played better against the Dallas Cowboys, but they're tanking. I don't, I'm not even sure they want to win a game this year. They want that number one pick. They are all in. Themselves, all right. Forget about me being all in. They're all in on a winless season. Come on. I mean, uh, Cameron Wake. They got rid of. They got rid of Robert Quinn, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's a good, serviceable player, a young player. They just drafted him. They're getting rid of Minka Fitzpatrick already. That that's kind of that's a, 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 something that really um, is uh, peculiar. You're trading away Minka Fitzpatrick. I was encouraged by Josh Rosen's start. Um, against the Cowboys, threw for 200 yards, was efficient, much better than what he displayed in Arizona. So there's hope that maybe they'll play better going forward with Josh Rosen, but I don't see it. I don't see who they can beat, not with this football team. The Miami Dolphins will go winless. I am all in on that. Next up, Danny.
7: All right, last, but eh, maybe at least, I don't know. Uh, the Redskins now 0-3. Head coach Jake Bruton will be the first head coach fired, all in, or folded.
2: I'm going to go all in on this. Jay Gruden, while it's not his fault, it's his fault for not playing um, Dwayne Haskins. Yes, it's his fault for not playing Dwayne Haskins. I think he, even as a rookie, he's a better option than Case Keenum. But his hands are tied. Daniel Schneider, he makes the decisions there. You're going to blame Kirk Cousins, not uh, re-signing Kirk Cousins on... Jay Gruden, of course you're not. You're going to blame it on Daniel Schneider, who never liked Kirk Cousins. It was all about RG3 there in in Washington. So I can't blame Jay Gruden for everything that has gone on. And Alex Smith, he was going to be their quarterback until he had a horrific leg injury, and he was out uh, for this year and might not ever play football again. Although he's back to walking, and he he was there on Monday Night Football last night, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, he makes 100% full recovery for Alex Smith gets back on the playing field. But this is Dwayne Haskins' team going forward. Who are we kidding? Uh, But Alex Smith, hopefully he gets 100% uh, health and he can play elsewhere. But Jay Gruden is going to be the scapegoat here. They are going to get rid of Jay Gruden. I mean, he's not going to be there long term. The team is awful. And while it might not be his fault, Daniel Schneider is going to blame him. And so, yes, Jay Gruden will be the first head coach fired I mean who you're not gonna fire Brian Flores I mean he just got there although, and that team's bad Bill O'Brien's not gonna fire himself so if they fall short of expectations Marvin Lewis is finally out in Cincinnati right it's Zach Taylor's job um so yeah it's it, it Jay Gruden's lines up to be the odds-on favorite to be the first head coach fired in the national football League. that is all in all fold thank you Danny for joining me, and uh, I say that because Ron Rivera is another coach who was on the chopping block coming into the season. But now Cam Newton, with that Liz Frank injury, going to be out a while. Kyle Allen is the quarterback, played great against Arizona four touchdown passes, the former five-star quarterback at Texas A&M, Kyle Allen. And so he has some cover now, right? Ron Rivera has cover. Cam Newton's out, not 100%. And so Jay Gruden is the guy lining up to be the first head coach fired in the National Football League. Mike Tomlin has the cover. Big Ben out for the year. Uh, Mason Rudolph. What happened? Uh, Did not play as well as a lot of people expected um, against the 49ers on Sunday. But that's one game. We can't make too much of it, as we like to do, in the media. And I say that because one Rex Ryan has made some news. He of ESPN these days, former New York Jets... (laughs) head football coach and former Buffalo Bills head football coach. As much as I want to forget about those days as a Buffalo Bills head coach with Rex Ryan, he made some news. Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald. We'll talk about it all. That's next here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Stay tuned. More NFL talk. We'll look at some week four early lines too. That's next.
4: Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call one 888 Delete or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right. It is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteedRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call one 888 delete to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com.
5: The sun can make your outdoor deck.
2: your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with fanduel new jersey's largest sportsbook. go to fanduel.com slash grid well you'll receive a free bet of up to five hundred dollars that's a free bet of up to five hundred when you open a sports wagering account at fanduel.com slash grid points spreads game totals props parlays and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control go to fanduel.com slash grid Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. We are back here on At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network, Zumo TV, Channel 719. I am Sean Guasamacchia. We went through the Michigan football, as hard as that was. We talked about... NFL, the goings-on of the contenders, pretenders, Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers, got to a lot of the teams. Jay Gruden talked about Cam Newton and his Liz Frank injury that's going to keep him out. And that takes a while to heal. If it doesn't, he's going to have surgery. So expect Kyle Allen to be the guy going forward in Carolina. That might be a bad thing, guys. The way Cam Newton has played the last couple of years and the way Kyle Allen played against the Arizona Cardinals, it's the Arizona Cardinals. All right, granted. All right, can't be a hypocrite. All right, I've been killing their defense all year. He, I mean, he was a talented high school recruit. Going to Texas A&M, beat out Kyler Murray. Five-star guy. He has all of the talent. Now can he, in, in pro football, can he build on the performance against the Arizona Cardinals. He has the talent, too. Christian McCaffrey, supremely talented. Greg Olson, still can get it done at tight end. Curtis Samuel, a lot of guys don't mention him when they're talking about, you know, number two receivers in the league. The guy has all the talent in the world. He's a blazer. He runs like a 4-3-40. You know, he can be a great weapon on the outside to complement Olson and Christian McCaffrey. And more too. They have more as a receiver, as well. So the talent is there. It's up to Kyle Allen now, and not Cam Newton, who's out with an injury to make it happen there in Carolina. So I, was lo- I loved fading the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton. wasn't a believer in Cam, his accuracy, and being 100%. Now he's out. So Kyle Allen steps in. We'll see. One game. Don't want to make too much of that. Which brings me to Rex Ryan's comments and talking about how Baker Mayfield is overrated. How he would take Daniel Jones after one game over Sam Donald? Love Sam Donald's uh, talent and what have you. He mentioned, but just believes more in Daniel Jones. Okay, lot to unpack here. Let's go with the Baker Mayfield. He's not overrated. He threw for twenty-seven touchdown passes in fourteen games last year. That was a rookie record. Under Freddie Kitchens last year, he threw for three hundred ninety-two yards per game, three hundred forty. Before that. So his yards per game increased. He put it on the field last year. He was impressive. He's just going through a slump because Freddie Kitchens now is the head coach, has a lot more to deal with. And I don't think he's going to make a good head coach in the National Football League. And the offensive play calling is suffering. And yes, you can blame Baker Mayfield for some of. The mistakes, as I did yesterday. You know, inventing pressure when you know he doesn't trust uh, to stand in the pocket and is inventing pressure by running uh, outside of his tackles and, and, and what have you. Yes, that, that's all there. Give it some time. Baker Mayfield, what he did as a um, pro quarterback last year as a rookie, that is tangible, okay? Johnny Manziel never did that, and people like to compare him with Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was never a success in the National Football League. Baker was. He did it last year on the football field. He's taken a step back thus far through three games, but let's not write him off yet. I don't think he's overrated at all, Baker Mayfield. He's properly rated. What we talk about him being overrated is his leadership skills or the lack thereof with always popping off at the mouth, calling out Duke Johnson and calling out Daniel Jones and calling out the New York fans, calling out Sam Ellinger. Although he's justified in calling out Sam Ellinger, who made a joke about one of his boys who played with him at Oklahoma. So he's just sticking up for one of his friends. So Sam Ellinger has a big mouth. And then what we all come to his defense, Sam Ellinger, when Baker Mayfield comes back at him. So I I, I don't take him to task for that, Baker Mayfield. Um, But that's why people people are going to jump on Baker Mayfield quickly, man. If he doesn't uh, produce on the football field, they don't like him. And he does have a big mouth. We know it. Um, And so I'm not too sure he's overrated just yet. A better, better, better argument and a bit more fun argument is Daniel Jones over Sam Donald. It's one game to go on. And that one game was very, very, very impressive. But Sam Donald is one guy I believe is going to be a great quarterback in years to come. Now Frank Stanfold is grinding his teeth as I say that down there in the pit. Of course, he hates Adam Gase. Doesn't think Adam Gase is the guy to lead this franchise forward. And if that's the case, if Adam Gase is the quarter, uh, is the coach, that would then, under his argument, have a negative effect on Sam Donald's development. Nonetheless, Sam uh, Adam Gase notwithstanding, Sam Donald has proven much more in the National Football League than Daniel Jones ever has. Now, granted, it's not Daniel Jones' fault. It's one game. But Sam Donald, look it up. Last year, four or five-game stretch. He was one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the National Football League. He put it on the field. All right? So I know Rex Ryan's more um, going on what he thinks is going to trans- – uh, uh, you know, what, what's going to happen going forward, right? He's just, but he's basing it on just one game from Daniel Jones. Now, there's a lot to like from Daniel Jones with that one game, throwing for 336 yards, four total touchdowns, uh, just his quarterback awareness, or lack thereof, as I alluded to yesterday with those two fumbles because he doesn't seem to know uh, when the rushers are coming, and that could be good and that could be bad. But let's give Sam Darnold a chance, all right? Don't bury him just yet. Not that Rex Ryan is burying him. He likes him a lot. I'm not ready to anoint Daniel Jones the best quarterback in the New York area. And if you want to include Buffalo, I don't know if he's going to be better than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's improved as well. Now, I've had my um, skepticism regarding Josh Allen and his accuracy and throwing the deep ball and what have you, but he he doesn't throw the deep ball as much as he did last year. He's more controlled this year, checking it down more. Um, He's not relying on that cannon of an arm as much as he did last year. So he's improving in that sense. But still a lot to prove from all of these quarterbacks. So let's save this argument. It's going to be one that we are going to argue for years to come. Um we still uh, yeah, these these quarterbacks are not even finished with their second year. So and, and Daniel Jones is not even through his second career start. So a lot a lot to uh, unpack there, but uh it's going to be fun going forward uh, to see where these guys go. But right now if you want to rate them as far as what they've achieved on the football field, Daniel Jones has still a lot to, to, to prove uh, in the National Football League. I want to look at early week four odds in the NFL. Always a lot of fun to unpack here on a Tuesday once Monday Night Football is done. We get the uh, week four odds for the National Football League. We mentioned Green Bay Packers minus four and a half Thursday Night Football. One that sticks out to me as well, and I mentioned it yesterday, 16 and a half point favors the Charges on the road in Miami. That's an awful lot to lay if if you are the charges on the road. Buffalo Bills, plus seven, taking seven points against the New England Patriots. That's the arch nemesis for the Buffalo Bills. They have not beaten Tom Brady three victories since he's gotten there. Um, It's a daunting task against a tough, tough defense in the New England Patriots. One play that that jumps off at me is a 42.5 total. Both of these defenses will finish in the top five. Write it down right now. Buffalo Bills and the Patriots both are going to have top five defenses. Patriots have yet to allow a defensive touchdown. Buffalo have a great defense as well. Finished a great passing defense. Pass defense, number two in the league last year as well. Uh, Running game, they'll allow some some yards, but solid there as well. Um, So the total, under 42.5, I like a lot in that game. Where else? What other jumps out at me? Speaking of Daniel Jones, the Giants are three-point favorites at home against the Washington Redskins. So there you go. This giant team favorites in a game already in Daniel Jones' career. Now, that more has to do with, I think, the Redskins than Daniel Jones, but they could be factoring that in. Giants favorites, three-point favorites. A little surprising there, but I do like the Giants in that one. My early NFL week four lean there. What else jumps out? Um, Tampa, wow. 10-point dogs on the road to the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised by that. The Cowboys, two-and-a-half-point favorites, Sunday Night Football at the New Orleans Saints. Now, as well as, as Teddy Bridgewater managed the game and getting that big win at Seattle last Sunday, this past Sunday. I'd like the Cowboys to roll in this one. Two-and-a-half? I'll lay the two-and-a-half points. Give me the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not going to be slowed down. By the New Orleans Saints, as much as I am uh, want to see this game uh, go Saints with the two and a half, that's an awfully low for me. Cowboys are going to roll. I like them minus two and a half in that one. 47 is the total for you guys out there. I mean, no, uh, the way the Dallas Cowboys are, are playing right now, with Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper uh, operating and firing on all cylinders in that run game. Ken Teddy Bridgewater in his shootout. Do you trust him? Can he put the put the put the uh, points up? I don't think so. So I'm going with the Cowboys in that one. They need Drew Brees back, the New Orleans Saints. And, and if they get a healthy Drew Brees back, and if uh, Bridgewater can weather the storm here, keep them afloat, the Saints are, are are definitely a team that can knock off the Dallas Cowboys, but not in this game, not without Drew Brees. Although Sean Payton has uh, some tricks up his sleeve usually, so we'll, we'll look for that. Bears two-and-a-half point favorites. At home against the Vikings. I like the Vikings, plus two and a half in this one. Kirk Cousins has not played great. He played better. Has more weapons. Dalvin Cook, three straight games of over 100 rushing yards. Bears, great defense. Number one last year, playing well. Khalil Mack and and, and the boys. But the Vikings have a great defense as well. Not too shabby. They'll shut down Mitchell Trubisky. Two and a half point favorites, the Bears. Give me the two and a half points. I'll take the Vikings uh, early lean right now. I like that a lot. How about this game? The Denver Broncos. No sacks through three games. Where have the sacks gone with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller? With Nick Fangio, now the head coach, and his number one rated defense with the Chicago Bears last year. A lot of people are wondering, where are the, where's the defense? Where are the turnovers? Where are the sacks? They'll face uh, Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville getting three points in this one. The total is 38.5. My early lean? Jacksonville, plus three. Yes, that's my early lean. We'll see if this line moves uh, a little bit as we get closer to Sunday. One other game of note. Uh, Yeah, Oakland Colts. Chiefs at the Detroit Lions, minus six. Now, as well as Detroit's played, 2-0-1 to start the year. Any confidence that they could slow down this Kansas City Chiefs offense in a dome? No way at all. I like the Chiefs. The cover, minus six. That's my early lean. Um, there minus 280 on the money line, a little, little too rich for my blood. 53.5 is the total. That's a little high, too. I don't know. I don't expect the Detroit Lions to put up that many points, especially the way they operate their offense. But Kansas City doesn't have a great defense, so 53.5 might be in play. That's a little high. I like the Kansas City Chiefs to cover the six points. It's my early NFL lean. Other games, the Browns plus seven against the Ravens. On the road, Ravens favored by seven. That's high too. As bad as the Browns have played, as inept as Freddie Kitchen is as a head coach, you believe it in the Ravens? I haven't you know? Lamar Jackson hasn't played against great defenses yet. Not, not that the Browns are a great defense, but they have a lot to prove. To the Browns—they'll be fired up for that game. one to—we'll to, to, talk more in depth as the week moves forward. More at the window to do here. We'll take a look at the wildcard races in Major League Baseball. That's next here on At The Window on SportsGrade TV.
0: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth DailyRoto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan duel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
3: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com.
2: back here and at the window on the sports Grid tv network game time decisions is next with cam stewart or as we like to call him gritty so happy birthday to cam stewart there and uh, gabe Morenzi, of course they come your way at 5 p.m eastern time baseball we didn't get i didn't have time to get a lot into baseball wanted to mention the wild card race and Coming down to the wire last week of the regular season, always a lot of fun. Uh, Can't wait to to see uh, when finally everything's situated. But looks like uh, the Rays and Indians are going to go to the final day of the regular season. Uh, Just a half game separates them two in the wild card standings. Um, The Rays have a half game lead in that. And then in the National League, it's the Brewers and the Nationals, essentially, and the Brewers have a four-game lead over the Cubs. Cubs are done. They're finished. Six, Six losses in a row. Mets are done. They're finished. As we uh, talked about yesterday, so uh the real race is who'll have home field advantage in the playing game or the playoff game, the wild card game, the Nationals or the Brewers as they battle that out, just a one game lead for the Nationals over the Brewers and Brewers, man, lose Yelich and they're rolling through. Um so I'd like to see I'd like to see the Indians make it. They have been through so much. Carlos Carrasco and you know, I mean, Cleveland. You know, they got the Browns stinking it up, and LeBron left. The Cavs are going to be bad again this year. They don't have much to root for. Um, baseball, Terry Francona. I like Terry Francona. Got a bad rap in in Boston. Uh, I'd like to see them get in the Rays, What could you say? I just a great and wonderful job as always. I mean, Kevin Cash doing a great managerial job. Ninety three and sixty four. <laughs> Rays, ninety three wins. I mean, you can't even. Wow, it's just amazing what they're able to do uh, consistently, just consistently compete. As for tonight, best bet um, Nationals, Scherzer's on the, on the hill against NOLA, premium matchup. I like the Nationals. They have a lot to play for. Philly's done. Um, not mathematically eliminated, but I like I like the Nationals. Minus 198 is a little too rich for my blood. Syndergaard, minus 270, even worse against Alcantara and the Morelands. Expect them to bounce back. Braves to run against Duffy, minus 154. That's a better bet if if you're looking to make some money. So definitely go with that. Atlanta Braves tonight at the Kansas City Royals. Ed Yost, retirement, over. All right, game time. Decisions is next. I'm Sean Guasamacca. Thank you for tuning in to At the Window on the Sports Screen TV Network.